Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Hello, folks. Just a quick update on our podcast page, Help for Wounded Spirits. So we had a Facebook page of the same title, Help for Wounded Spirits. Unfortunately, through this whole electronic big tech stuff, we lost that page with all of you who liked us and followed us, completely lost the page and had to start a new one from scratch. So we need your help. Would you go out to the new one and find it and like us? It's still showing a, a blip to the old one. But if you'd go out to the new one, Help for Wounded Spirits, and, and find us and like us again, that'd be a great blessing. Uh, we also heard from a couple of you folks who had questions and things were going on. Please contact us. Contact us privately on our Facebook page, uh, whatever the case may be. Also, by the grace of God, our ministry is expanding, especially on the Wounded spirit side. So we have a completely different place now to give to the, wounded, the Help uh, for Wounded Spirits uh, website. Uh, so if you could go to Wounded Spirits Ministries, you got to type out the word ministries, T-R-I-E-S dot com, and, and you hit give, it'll take you to a drop down window that starts with general and list a couple missionaries. And then it says uh, help for Wounded Spirits podcast. Boy, we could sure use your help with a month or so coming at us. And uh, that'd be a great blessing. So quickly, uh, we now have Helpful Wounded Spirits, its own Facebook page. Please go out and like it. It doesn't look exactly the same as the old one, uh, but God is still blessing. We can't wait to see you folks out there. Secondly, we have another place for you to help us pay our monthly bills with Helpful Wounded Spirits, and that's at woundedspiritsministries.com, and then hit give in the drop-down window entitled that comes up. We'll say Help for Wounded Spirits website. Of course, this is a 5013C. Uh, of course, you'll get a receipt for your taxes immediately. And uh, we thank you very much for your time. We sure do love you folks. Praying for you daily. Thank you. Man, it's great to be back with you folks. Here we are on the 198th podcast. We're still in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm looking out the window at like Kings Island theme park. We think that's what it says. We don't know. There's this weird shade thing on the window here that's blowing around. But... Uh, Anyway, it seems like we're even talking lower. Do you see that little dot? It's only like this big, man. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking it's really crazy. This is really crazy. So, uh, so anyway, we're trying not to be crazy right now with the volume. But with me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Stephanie Wesco. So, Stephanie, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing pretty great, Doug. Um, came out of great services today with a good friend good pastor friend and his family and um, you know every time we get a chance to uh, minister in a church yeah it's a way God reminds me this is why you're still like here this is what I want you to be doing and um, it's another opportunity to say okay God not my will but yours be done and um, this is this is where you've led and so yeah. It's exciting. It's exciting to be able to serve the Lord. It is exciting to be able to serve the Lord. It's exciting that Debbie and I get to be out here this week. And and, uh, and we're, we are hanging out with good friends. But, you know, Psalm 19, we just finished Psalm 18. And there's so there was so much in Psalm 18 where, where David was talking about, you know, uh, looking at God and what he had done through his life. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
and and then finally you know bringing us that place of exaltation and we talked with our friends yesterday on this podcast about the most important thing is saying hey have we brought glory and honor mm -hmm. to god through the things that we've done and uh, that's kind of where we are today we're we're leaving that behind us now we're going into psalm 19 and before we even look at psalm 19 what comes to your mind from psalm 19. when i think of psalm 19 um besides obviously how it starts out talking about the universe declaring god's glory um our family had a scripture song we sang um, growing up of verses 7 through 11 and then also one from verse 14 so quite honestly that's what comes to mind most for the most part is those scripture songs yeah and you know what folks scripture songs work you know for god so loved the world uh, wrong tune but yeah okay what's the tune for god so loved the world he gave his only son that's the tune and and you know folks among us among the brethren there are some that have different tunes for different verses and <laughs> I, I kind of wrote, I, I wrote my own, For God So Loved the World. You just I, sort of were adapting uh, Emmy's tune. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I wrote my own verses. I've, uh, uh, I've kind of tried to put them together, try to use them. <laughs> Debbie will tell you I'm gifted at memorizing verses and uh, <laughs> songs. And, uh, but anyway, so here we are on Psalm number 19. And, you know, I think... I think we're going to learn a lot out of Psalm number 19 today. So let's just go ahead and hop into that right now. We're on Psalm number 19 here in our Bibles. And uh, somewhere along the way, I think you're going to find a lot of blessing in today's. And really, there's just 14 verses today. But there's so much said mm -hmm. in these 14 verses. I think it's really going to uh, help us to get through this day to learn what God has for us. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where the voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their, their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. His, did you see that? I said, like, run a race. You know, it was pretty close to that Robert. Oh, Robert Richard. wrapped. Oh, Richard, Richard in the ribs. Whatever. Robert wrapped Richard in the rib to roast in a rabbit so rare. I don't know. But anyway, that's how you learn your R's. And I never learned them coming from New England. So I want to apologize. And I'm going to read that verse again, which is as bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simples. The, statue, the statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing in the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired as they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Now, a hey, Doug brought us home some honey with a honeycomb just a, about a month ago out of Charleston. 
changed my life. Folks, if you've never ate honey in a honeycomb put together, it'll change your life. Well, Just thinking about it. I'm salivating right mm -hmm. now. More it would help our stomachs, too. You know, fresh honey has a I wonder in it. if somewhere in Cincinnati can be found honey in a honeycomb on the middle of a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I'm not sure. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength mm. and my redeemer. Isn't that a wonderful thing? He, he ends this by saying, my Lord, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Mm. Who God is. He wants to point out who God is. What do you think, Stephanie? I mean, we start right off with the, uh, talking about looking around the world and seeing God. What comes to your mind at Psalm 19? Except for, I know you already told us about... Um, You've already talked to us about the scripture songs, but now that we read through it, what's what are you thinking about? Well, when I read the beginning of it, I think it's I think David is just point blank saying that any person who lives can see God's handiwork. Um, he says, "The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork." And there is last night, you know, we got when we all pulled up here to the hotel and we went out. We're getting out of the van, and I mean, the moon was fantastic. Wow. It was phenomenal. And yeah. I remember looking at it and just saying, only God, only God can create something so beautiful in the midst of darkness. And, that's right. Um, I think that's David's point. Anyone who looks at the stars at night, anyone who looks, you know, there's something beautiful about a clear blue sky. There's something incredibly beautiful about a sunrise or a sunset, and it declares God's glory. It declares that He is majestic, and I love how it says, "Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge." And you know, I used to just think some of that was poetic, um, but I think that there is there is some there is a way in which creation sings praises to God in a way that we can't even comprehend. And verse 3, David says, There is no speech nor language where their voice. In other words, the heavens, the firmament, there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle, a dwelling place, so to speak, for the sun. Mm. And I think it's just an incredible, I love David's, the way he words things is just wow. Yeah. But I think David's saying, it doesn't matter where you go in the world, there is nowhere you go that when you look at the stars, when you look at the sky, when you look at what God has made in the atmosphere, in the universe, that you do not see the hand of God and the glory of God on display. No, that's right. And, and you know, just some of the things I'm thinking of here is, you know, there's 1.6 million species just of fungi, just of mushrooms, 1.6 million species. Okay, think about this. There are 10,000 species of ants. There are 300,000 species of flowering plants. 
between 4,000 and 5,000 species of mammals and approximately 10,000 species of birds. And if you think about that, and, and David's going on and he's calculating all that's going on around him. and He's not walking around with his eyes closed. The no. problem that most of us have is we're walking around this earth with our eyes closed and we're not putting God together with the earth. Science seems to be taking a role more and more yeah. in people's lives. We got to understand that science fits into God, not God into science. And as you look around at this earth and you look around at the sky and you realize things, we were... We were talking yesterday as we were driving. You know, we, we couldn't help but talk about, you know, the higher you are in the mountains, the colder it gets. And uh, that's because the sun, now I heard something like, this is nothing scientific here. I had like one college biology class or something, and that's human biology, and I had an earth science. So, I, you know, you're not talking to somebody here who has any uh, training whatsoever other than a couple three-credit classes in college. But looking at the earth science thing, I remember that the reflection of the sun having more space to reflect and being more, you know, being down around sea level makes it hotter. And, uh, and of course, the distance from the sun and the angle from the sun, and we could go on all day, but God knew all that. I had a fellow tell me one time that if you took a yardstick just three feet, if you knocked the earth off its axis just three feet, it would completely change the climate. It would kill hundreds of thousands, if not hundreds of millions of people. So our God is able to hold all of that together. And, and sometimes we forget just how big and how great our God is. And, yeah. and we try to limit, like, and we've seen this in these political arguments. I know by the time you hear this, the election's long, hopefully, the election's long over and things are settled and it went in a godly direction. But, but, you, but you know, people are always trying to marginalize Yes. Uh, somehow marginalize God's role and, and the role God has in things. And, and what David, he's going in the complete opposite direction of that. He's saying, you know what? This isn't about marginalization. This is about, look what God does. Yeah. Look how he's able to change the world. Look mm -hmm. what God is able to do. Look at what God is doing. And I think, folks, that the first practical lesson from those verses 1 through 6 there. And 19 is, I know the world around us. You need to understand that the world around us comes from God. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Psalm 19, if you get anything at all, understand that it comes from God. And then we get to that point from 7 to 11 that, that the word before us, that God is our instructor. And I mean, looking at that, Stephanie, as you're looking at verses 7 through 11, the law of the Lord is perfect. And, and what's David saying there? I think David is saying the law of God is exactly what we need. Yeah. It says it converts the soul. Boy, and we need some souls converted right now, that's for sure. And the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And you know, God can do that. God can make any of us wise. God can teach any of us those things. And then talking about the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing in the heart. Uh, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean. Now, have you ever grabbed or, or grabbed a hold of what the fear of the Lord is with, in us as, as godly people, as Christians, as followers? What does that mean, the fear of the Lord? Well, I think there's a, I think there's a sense in which the fear of God, when he says the fear of the Lord is clean, I think what David is referring to there is, is the fact that, because he says before that, the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. In other words, God's 
commands to us will lead to a pure life. It'll lead, you know, we look, enlightening the eyes is a powerful term to use there because when you look at someone who has chosen to reject the commandments of God, I know people personally who have chosen to turn their back on who God is. They may have even a form, quote unquote, of godliness, but they've denied his power. They have denied his commandments. They've denied who God is. They are not living a life that is pure, that is upright, that is just, that is wise. Um, there may be worldly wise, but I'm talking godly, godly wisdom. And their eyes reflect. Yeah. That. There is no enlightenment of their eyes. And he, when he says the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever, I think of the same concept of purity. And when we have a fear of God, yeah, it will lean, lead to a clean heart. It will lead to a life that reflects who God is. And God is clean. He's holy. And that's what I think the fear of the Lord will lead to. It's that awesome. It's an awesome respect of who God is. The fear of God makes me think of a, a reverence where we literally, when we think of God, yes, there's a sense of almost a holy dread because we know that he is just he is everything that is good and it, it it says the fear of the lord is clean and enduring forever there's yeah. something powerful about that that's not an exaggeration no that there is something powerful when we fear god and walk before him in that in a lifestyle that reflects a fear of god and i'm not saying where we live afraid of him, but a sense where we have a, this awesome respect for him and and a sense where we don't want to displease him. The same idea where a child fears his parents and not, a, not an abusive sense, but in a sense where there's that respect, there's that desire to please. There's that respect to, to live the way we were trained to live in a way that pleases God. And God says that endures forever. Yeah, and I, and I think that reverence you're talking about, reverence for God's word, reverence for the way God wants us to live, mm -hmm. there, there should be a fear within us when we're sinning. We yes. should know that we're messing up God. And, yep. I, and I think that's what it's talking about there. I think you nailed that one. And I think the judgments of the Lord, you know, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever the judgments. It's that reverence to know that judgment can come. It's when we're stuck in sin and we know better. It's a... It's doing those right things, and we need to be able to treat the Word of God with respect. It's, it's, it's God's Word, and, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and we need to meditate on Scripture. And I guess a practical point here from Psalm 19 is not only do we need to look around at the whole world and know it's God and, and that science fits into God, got God into science, I think the other thing here, or the, the other thing that we should point to and the, the thing that we should point our finger at is that we need to have a reverence for God in His Word and those things that are going on. We need to we need to understand that uh, uh, that we can be in trouble if we're out there living in sin. Yeah. And those things can go on. And then we get to that point where we're at those last few verses, where we're on 12 to 14, and uh, you know the witness within us, and 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 you know there should be, <clears throat> folks, excuse me, there should be a witness within us who can understand His errors. Cleanse thou me from my from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. You know, those besetting, those presumptuous things. 
Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from this great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. And you know what? You know what this is telling us? That that a, a true Bible student doesn't have a big head. They have a burning heart and a desire to serve God. And they have a desire to do what's right. They should they should be going out of their way not to sin. They should be going out of the way to be doing the right things. And I mean, is that what you're getting here, Stephanie? Is that where you're coming from? Well, um, there was a couple of verses we skipped over. Can I go back and... Oh, you can go back. You can okay. always go back. Okay. Yeah. So verses 10 and 11 go with, um, obviously, 7 through 9, but I think they're the opening up to 12 through 14. David says, More to be desired are they, referring to the law, the testimony, the statutes, the commandment, the fear, the judgments, all these things of God. He says, More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. But no, I talked about the honey in the honeycomb. I said, there's got to be a place in Cincinnati we can buy honey in a honeycomb. Yeah, I know. Okay, all right. Moreover by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. And David says that this is, to, is more to be desired than gold. You know, what does this world seek after? What do a lot of Christians live for? Gold. Is it is Filthy it, lucre. Is it to know God? Is yeah. it to walk with Him? Is it to be His reflection? You know, you preached this morning on, um, on the verse Chronicles of, you know, is my people. Right. Yeah. But you, re you reference the passage in Matthew where Jesus talks about just being the salt of the earth. And... What sick is, people aren't seeking first. Later on in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all and these all things, things should be added unto yeah. you. And David is saying here, and David was king. David had gold at his fingertips. Solomon would have even more. And David says, I desire all of these attributes. I desire to know God in all these ways more than gold. And then he says that they're sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. Honey is pretty sweet. You know, in those honeycombs, this is oh. the second time. I'm, I just want to point back that I alertly found those honeycombs on there for this reason. Doug brought some up from Charles. Well, that was one of Once Charles' again. Charles' favorite treat was honeycombs. It comes in a little square plot, folks. Yep. I wish I could tell you the salivating that's going on right now. Yep. I mean, it's, 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 it's building up. It's not only building up in my mouth, but it's sneaking its way to the back of my nose. I mean, <laughs> that stuff is Good. But David is saying that these attributes of God are sweeter than that. And, and I thank you for pulling me back in there because that's where I was going anyway. Yeah. We should be salivating. Right. We should there be. should be that strong of a desire and a love for who God is. And yeah. because David was in that place and because he realized that these are the ways God warns me and and I love that David says, and in keeping of them, there is great reward. I think David's saying there are a lot of treasures laid up in heaven. Yeah. When this is where we choose to live. And because David was in that place of desiring God, in verse 12, he could come to God and say, God, I don't understand my own heart. I don't understand my own, how wicked I am. Would you cleanse me from secret, secret faults? Many Would practical you points. keep me back yeah. from presumptuous sins? that they would not have dominion over me because I want to be upright and I want to be innocent. And many, I, many practical I points here. What's, what's the key to all this? I think the key is what Jesus said, 
loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. And How's all that old strength. song go? Loving God. Oh, I was thinking of another one. Which you one were you thinking of? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. You now, in the army, we were taught not to share a foxhole with anybody that was braver than us. And see, when you're doing podcasts, you need to share the podcast with someone who sings better than you. So that's what you need to do. And, uh, <laughs> and no song. I was going to sing, loving God, loving each other. I don't even know what I was going to sing. I don't even know how the song goes after that. But I do know this. There's some good practical lessons in Psalm 19, and these are what they are. Look around the world. You're looking at God. Look up in the sky, yep. friends. Stop what you're doing. Maybe you're driving. Don't stop in the middle of the road, but look up. That's God. Look at his mm -hmm. handiwork. I'm looking at clouds that look like they're painted, like they're cotton balls hanging in the sky. Look at how the sun just comes perfectly. Last night, Stephanie said the moon, it was just, so if we looked from the hotel parking lot, our families got here last night, and man, there was 10 of us, 11 of us loaded in that van, and, and, uh, and one of the kids got out and said, uh, Stephanie, Steffi did, Steffi Jr., uh, Stephanie's daughter, Stephanie, pointed and said, look, Uncle Doug, next to the Outback sign. Or no, mm -hmm. it was the Ruby Tuesday sign or something. There was, the moon was just hanging. Amazing. It, it was like you could reach out. That's God. Mm -hmm. That's God. It was. A, it's a wonderful life kind of moon. It was, and and you know, it's a wonderful life. I, you know, Debbie loves that movie. But anyway, so as we went through Psalm 19, we then we went to the point where the words before us and God's our instructor. Yeah. We need to learn from His word. Mm -hmm. We need to grow by that. It was talking about the testimony of the Lord, the love of the, the law of the Lord. Uh, the commandment of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, all those things we covered, the judgments of the Lord. And then we're talking about the witness within us, God and the Redeemer, He's within us. Mm -hmm. So as we take this practical side, and Stephanie hit this best, in order to get to those last three verses, in order to get to 12 through 14, you build up through this, this great vast thing that teaches us about the world around us, that teaches us about some of God's uh, requirements for us and these things about the judgment he has, the law he has. And, and then we witness that to this crazy world that's out there. Mm -hmm. We've got to be witness to these things and that's so important. And, and listen, folks, so if we get a practical side in one minute or less, Stephanie, we're already close to our time again here on the radio, but in one minute or less, what do we walk away practically? We know the world's around us. We know all that. How do we put that to work and waking up uh, this morning and looking around and not feeling that great and, and uh, you know, feeling like you ate a little bit too much, feeling like you need more coffee, feeling like you don't want to go to work. How can we put Psalm 19 into our life? Well, David summed up all of this in verse 14, let the words of my mouth, in other words, what people are seeing, what they're hearing out of me, yeah. and the meditation of my heart, God, what you see, be acceptable in your sight, because you're my strength and you're my redeemer. And if our heart cry is that the visible and invisible part of us yeah. is being transformed into the image of God's Son, like Romans 12 talks about, that's how we'll glorify God. And you know what? You need to transform yourself. And how do you transform yourself? By the renewing of your mind. What is the Bible? How do you renew your mind? By spending time with Jesus. By spending time with Jesus, by studying the Word of God, yeah. by hopping in it, knowing every word, memorizing Scripture. Talking to Him. Chronicling Scripture, talking to Him, doing those types of things. And, 
And, and folks, let me just say this. We're honored that you would take time to listen to us. And we never come to you in a judgment role. To the contrary. Amen. We know we're more messed up than our soup sandwich. Amen. And, and we're thankful that God allows us to hop in his word and study with you guys. And we hope you're having an awesome day today. Look around the world, folks. Start thinking about those characteristics of God, the law, the judgment, all those different things that are going on and start realizing how they make a difference in my life yeah. and start being a witness to others That's by right. the way you live your life. If we mm -hmm. could do that, we make it. You know, if we could do that, this is going to be a good day. If we could do that, you know, throw some coffee down the hatch, open the word of God, listen to this podcast, whatever it is you got to do, but you got to look around this world and know that it's God. It's, it, this world doesn't belong to these creeps who are running for political yeah. office out here. This word doesn't belong to these people who are trying to say things that right is wrong and wrong is right and the world's upside down and the sky isn't blue anymore. This world was made by God for, for his people. For his uh, glory. For his glory and his honor. And, and, and folks, let's make that happen today. Yeah. Hey, listen, we love you folks. But the most important thing to us is that you know Jesus Christ is your Savior. Listen to every word of this. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.